0: I, I gotta tell you, I absolutely love this silent load
1: lifting droid. Beep, beep. It, it's efficient, and it's not horribly annoying. Yeah, it's it's got like a like a quiet
0: stoicism that I just really respect.
1: <coughs>
0: What's going on, PBDO? We are all here. Oh, you you saw that tweet we sent about how much we like the new
1: silent load lifting droid unit, huh? Look, it's nothing personal, PBDO. We just really like the new character. Yeah, it's great, you know, because his, his actions actually speak louder than words, PBDO. I get it. Yeah, you can do both. That's cool. Well... You got the keys to the Cargo Bay PBDO, so I guess we can't get rid of you. Um, It's kind of your job. So would you open up the Cargo Bay doors? We got to talk about episode three of Obi-Wan Kenobi. The Showbie. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs)
0: Welcome to the Cargo Bay, a Star Wars conversation podcast being transmitted to you from a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I am Brady C here with my co-host,
1: as always, Adam B. That's me. And hey, if you're listening to us, if you're watching us, whatever you're doing, thank you so much for joining us here in the Cargo Bay. Um, You know what? And if you're listening, why not check out our YouTube? And if you're on YouTube, why not check out? Podcast. Um we're at the Cargo Bay Pod anywhere. You can just search the Cargo Bay on your favorite pod catcher. I think we're 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 most places now, BC. Yeah, weren't we on the top of the charts the other day? Like weren't that's we right. on everyone's I think we were at the top of everyone's homepage, so that's right. My my mommy printed out a little chart and yep. uh we were number one yep, on our you favorite podcast me on that
0: chart, so I appreciated that. We were number Welcome. one. Very, very nice. Very exciting. So I was, I was going to ask you how you're doing. I just got all flustered after we recorded our cold open just now because I clicked on the wrong thing on this screen. Uh-huh. And it was funny because we're recording a podcast about uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi starring Ewan McGregor. And my Apple TV popped up and it was and McGregor from The Long Way Up, his motorcycle docu-series, and it, it startled me. And I was flustered because I was like, wait, where did, where did you go? I need to see you so I can record this, but I'm back I, now. I think I've got all my... All my screens settled
1: here. I think we're going. I think we're moving in the right direction. We got a lot of moving parts here in the cargo bay. It's a uh, it's a technical symphony over here. But hey, Ooh. if you haven't watched that uh, motorcycle documentary, any of them, about Ewan and his buddy's trips around the globe on motorcycles, they're pretty good. I enjoy those things. It's, it's a strong recommend
0: for me, honestly. I really like them. Uh, long, yeah, way, long way round, down and up, we've got from Ewan I, and his buddy, Charlie. I have not seen I have not seen up. So I got to see a uh, long way up. Up is fun because they do it on electric bikes. And oh, that's the infrastructure right. is n- is not not where where you would want it to be for a long motorcycle journey. So they struggle a little bit, but they of course they find their groove eventually uh, until take- they get stuck in Mexico. <laughs>
1: Uh, Brady, can I give us? Can I divert from the uh, the pod here, or, or the normal course of the pod here, just a little bit? To, much granted. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to, to go off off road in myself a bit here. Um, yeah, yeah, I just feel like we should make it clear in light of uh, more people being. And by the way, I'm going to use curse words here for a bit. So uh, if you want to plug your ears, uh, you can do that. You can protect yourself. Um, but yeah, uh, the The worst thing about being a Star Wars fan, um, and there's a lot of bad stuff about being a Star Wars fan, but but definitely the worst is being embarrassed um, and sometimes being considered a part of a bunch of, you know, racist and or sexist and or generally bigoted assholes. Um, And yeah, uh, get out of (laughs) here. Not not fans.
0: Gone get. (laughs) Yeah, um, all of the which the the set because obviously we're we're talking about uh, Moses Ingram and some of the blowback from a uh, seems like a a vocal minority of Star Wars fans and some of the dumb shit that they've said uh, has been has been brought to light and it's it is embarrassing um, because you you look at what these people are saying and doing and you just go you you have. No place here. We don't want to platform your voice. We don't respect anything you have to say about this. It was uh, a disturbing but not surprising in light of other things that have happened in the past with Star Wars. We talked extensively um, whenever we recorded our Rise of Skywalker episode, which should be releasing sometime, where we discussed the treatment of Rose Tico that was horrific. Horrific. Um, by the Star Wars fan community, and we see it happening again. So we just want to denounce any and all bigoted assholes who might have any of those sympathetic leanings towards some of those stupid ideas and say, you're not welcome in the cargo bay. We're going to open the shootout back and send you out with the space garbage. So (laughs) bye-bye if that's you. If that's not you, welcome into a safe space where we love to talk about
1: Star Wars and generally enjoy... Uh, the content that we get to consume yeah i man i just can't imagine you know i i watched a lot of the press leading up to this show and you could almost like feel kind of the you know the nerves on moses ingram like in like oh boy here what am i getting into here like you know there's definitely like a timidness that's not there for ewan and hayden um you know or or any of the the white members of the cast and it's just really frustrating to think like oh man one of the difficulties of drawing talent to Star Wars might be, hey, you might have to deal with terrible racism, uh, you know, from our fan base. Like, uh, it, it's gross. It sucks. Um, and so, yeah, uh, it stinks to be associated with those people. Though I do hope they are, like you said, a vocal minority there, uh, BC. Um,
0: I, I in any think case,
1: you and, you and McGregor recorded a great
0: message. Yeah. where you know. You know, said, you know, we stand with her and, and in general, not just in Star Wars, but in the world, there, there's yeah. no room for this shit. So let's let's get the fuck over it and knock it off, people. That's Yeah, my disintegrations thing. allowed. Uh, that's my take. <laughs> yeah, disintegrations <laughs> absolutely allowed. The, the meme that I saw you liked yesterday on, on the Cargo Bay Pod Twitter account of the gatekeeping with Han Solo yeah, And yeah. then gatekeeping racist with the thumbs up, I thought was, was great. So, yes, yeah, so, yeah, it's, a, let's, it's appropriate. Let's, let's continue to resist uh, that vocal
1: minority and smash them down. Yeah, get out of here. Get out the cargo bay. Um, go on to your pitiful little life. Uh, go on, get. But yeah, with, with that out of the way. I guess um, the only other bit of business here is, hey, we got a giveaway going. We're we're gonna have another giveaway coming up. There's some cool stuff we're giving away. Check out our socials for more information on that. Um, We'll be posting on Twitter, Instagram about that. And I'm gonna go ahead and throw out the secret code now, PC, (gasps) if you want an extra entry for this, not the uh, PSA graded Obi-Wan sticker. This is for our next giveaway, which we haven't announced yet. But anyway, the secret code for this giveaway is Mole Man. So if you (laughs) if you comment on our YouTube video, uh, if you send us an email, both of those count as separate entries. So, yeah, check that out. And, And that's all I got here at the top.
0: I mean, here's the last thing I have at the top. Major spoiler warning for Mole Man. Uh, Because we're about to get into the recap here, (laughs) as we will get to our Mole Man shortly. Uh, But general programming warning. If you haven't watched uh, Kenobi Episode 3 at this point, stop, turn around, go back, watch it, pause, don't play anymore, because we are about to spoil this episode
1: as we talk about what went on in Episode (laughs) 3 of Kenobi. Kenobi. This is where, uh, you know, if we were a big famous podcast VC, we'd have this ad flying in right now. Yeah, Uh, and make sure to check out Low Dump subscription service stew. Mail right to
0: you, fresh and daily. Now in powder form.
1: No more soggy boxes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, one day he'll actually pay us for those ad reads, like he said he would. But until he does, no free ad reads. Low Dump. Except for that right. one we just did. <laughs> yeah, except for the one we just did. All right, so let's jump into part three. I guess we don't call these episodes; we call them parts. Yeah. Uh, so we're yeah. on part three. Pardon, pardon my crass language of calling this an episode.
1: We're on yeah, part no, no, three no, no, here. No, 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 no. This is no. this is a form higher higher than episodes. We've elevated past television here, folks. This is a part. I this think part, part three, three of six is the Mole Man. That was the third part they cast. <laughs> they were, we need Zach Braff as the Mole Man.
0: <laughs>
1: I hope he was in the suit, too. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> uh, just an animatronic. Just tons, tons of cables. Just metal cables to pull those little nostril <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. So we'll... Again, spoilers. We haven't even got there.
0: Let's start at the beginning. We 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 open with Obi Wan on a. what I must say, nice looking cargo ship. And this is coming from cargo ship experts. That's right. He's med he's medi- meditating, trying to reach Master Qui Gon. He's he's using the Force telephone, trying to reach out to Qui Gon. No answers. As this is going on, we're cutting to Vader being removed from his Bacta. Yeah. And we get we get Obi Wan saying he's coming, Master. Uh, Then
1: we are going to go to the beautiful rivers of Mustafar. uh, Um, How did this opening sequence go for you, uh, BC? It's a little, at least on a big TV, it looks a little cheesy. It looks a little, um, you know, I don't know. There's a visual fidelity there where it's like, oh, they cranked this thing out a little faster than they should have, maybe. I think I was maybe too tired to notice, if I'm okay. being honest. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there, there will be other moments of visual fidelity that are worth and noting for let me. me. Let me say one thing up top about my experience watching this episode there's a oh, lot yeah. of points in this episode where it loses me where i'm like what are you doing and then immediately i'm like oh whoa!" <laughs> <And> starting <laughs> out here yeah starting out here where i'm like i don't know if this is hitting me as heavily as some of the other flashback um you know connection stuff they've done and then immediately it's like vader's castle baby <laughs> okay. yeah yeah, I mean, the, the, it's just like jumping into the the episode is like, okay,
0: we I remember he just said Anakin, we cut to Vader now <laughs> yeah. we've got the meditation. Like it's fine, uh, it it doesn't, it's fine. Um, we go to we go to Mustafar at Castle at Castle Vader, um, and we get a little conversation where where you know Vader's like, hey, where is he? Uh, He's he's, you know, saying the Grand Inquisitor means nothing. Kenobi, he's all that matters now. He's Uh, sitting in a
1: very tight throne. Yeah, his legs are like pinned together in the front. I don't know if you noticed this, but it was kind of funny to me. He's like squeezed into his throne seat.
0: You know, he's he still hasn't quite upgraded his seating. Not unlike myself. I need a new chair here. I get it. It's That's relatable. That's a flight that I'm familiar with. You just can be like, you know, I'm comfortable with what I know. <laughs> I'm not ready to invest in a new throne at the moment. Uh, he tells the third sister that he's been watching her, and he knows what she seeks. What could it be? Yeah. Uh, he says, prove yourself in the position of Grand Inquisitor is yours. Fail me. And you will not live to regret it. And of course, these beautiful dulcet tones are coming out of the mouth of James Earl
1: Jones, always a pleasure. Uh, Okay, so this is OG Vader back. James Earl Jones. Oh, you know what? I don't know. It sounds like I thought, man, they really got a robot voice. They got the Vader voice changer down. I thought Um, it was him. Let me. I, I I didn't even look because I assumed they did not. They did not involve him with this. Let's hold this entire recording in the podcast so I can go and do some quick research.
0: Stopping down. James Earl
1: Jones. (laughs) Kenobi. (laughs) Okay, maybe I'll do an edit here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah he's he's the voice of darth vader okay all right finished yeah well that makes confirmed. me feel better about it and then that's i'm glad this is the sort
0: of live confirmation that you get with <laughs> us as opposed to some some of those big name podcasts out there confirmed it's the voice of james earl jones so okay. fantastic to hear him yeah uh, we're gonna so uh, we,
1: we've got some more intrigue just going on with the third sister and yeah, she, uh, exactly clearly, what her motives are, uh, you know. It's clear it's not being the Grand Inquisitor. That's not her end goal. What do you mean? It seems so obvious right now that that's what you
0: want. You, you mean there might be another <laughs> twist or turn in the plot? <laughs> yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, methinks there is. <laughs> uh, and we will see that in the coming weeks.
1: Then we're gonna go from, from <laughs> Vader. Wanna, Vader stands up, and they've just got the. There's there's a lot of like f- tiny bits of footage I would just cut out of this thing. And the first one is when he stands up from that chair, and it's just kind of like a medium shot of his crotch as he like gingerly <laughs> stands up. It's like here, let me let me recreate this if I can't. It's like,
0: I think. I think the episode collapses without the crotch shot myself. That's just me. That's just one man's opinion. So we go from the crotch shot to a little Leia, a little little Ben Kenobi. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? You know, like a kid would do. Uh, And she asks him how the force works at a certain point, which, Uh you know, as a force sensitive child, would naturally be curious. Uh, And we get we get a little force insight into how it how it feels. What does it feel like? She asks him, and he says, do you know how you feel when you're in the dark? Well, how does it feel when you turn on the light?
1: Safe, she says. Yes, it feels like that. And we're we're getting this because he's been cut off from the force and he's now returning to it. And he's like, oh, I feel at home and safe again. It's Nice. Um, I, and I, I don't even think he feels. Yes, I think he's still
0: in the um, the foyer of the home, the safety that he's got here yeah, because yeah. he is uh, he's still struggling with it, as we'll get to a little bit later. Uh, Obi has uh, he's fixed Lola for Leia. Very nice of him.
1: Uh, always kind of a, a handyman. We get I, the cargo ship. This ahead. this screwdriver is a real, a, I love seeing just plain plain, regular props in Star Wars And this, and what I mean is I don't, actually, I don't like seeing it. But this is like, you know, as if the the production team or, or someone involved hasn't seen a new screwdriver in like 10 years, and they're like, that one looks sci-fi, and it's like, no, actually, that's what all screwdrivers and Allen wrenches look like now. <laughs> but yeah, Obi-Wan's cranking away with his his it's, earthly it's just, screwdriver.
0: It's clear that some tools just transcend space and time, like yeah, the screwdriver, ladder, shovels,
1: hammers. Screwdrivers. Yeah. yeah,
0: the basics. Yeah, Obi Wan with his his camp shovel from the last episode. Never well, shoelaces. I I part, sorry, episode. I gotta remove episode. Get it out. Mouth. No, what I'm am not I doing? Us.
1: We're in and part parts? one.
0: Yeah, part one. He's got that nice uh, camp shovel um, for digging up his lightsaber. Here we've got the screwdriver. Uh, so who knows what we'll see next? Maybe some. Some kind of bandsaw. <laughs> uh, the ship lands uh, on the mining system of Mapuzo, which is a fun name uh-huh. and really fun to say out loud. There is, is a clear stormtrooper and imperial presence on Mapuzo. Yeah, they're
1: everywhere. They're just stormtroopers everywhere. Yeah. A lot of, lot of, lot of stormtroopers there on this I guess, once important mining outpost. Which is, I think, the Verdugo Mountains, uh, where I used to run. This is very SoCal-looking. This is like, we're right outside Los Angeles here. Chile. Yeah. Do, were those uh, Joshua Trees that we're seeing in this episode? Um, I don't know. Could be. I guess it could be all the way out in Joshua Tree. Um, that's it a, I don't had, know. A, had a distinct kind of foliage look there um, but I'm, I'm sure it's not too
0: far from the the los angeles area where yeah. they went to shoot some of these
1: exteriors to the point where you even have like the haze and the air from the city i believe the <laughs> it's beautiful like, you know, yeah. smog yeah uh we get
0: you know they, they are, they've exited the the cargo ship they're gonna go on to Mapuzo. uh the 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 hall the cargo is being unloaded this is where we get a, uh the first introduction to a I mean, just a great silent load-drifting, load-lifting droid. Fantastic character. (laughs) We love him. His work is fantastic. We wish uh, more silent droids silently goes about doing that that work, which is fantastic. So they're able to sort of sneak past him as they're making their way to the the point that was given to them in the previous episode by Haja, uh, played by Kumail Nanjiani. And as they're getting there, we, we get kind of, you know, Obi-Wan still not not feeling very trustworthy of the world. He tells Leia that not all people are, are good. Kind of snaps at her, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Uh, she's she's a very positive young person on this adventure. And, uh, and then we get a moment, and I think this is kind of interesting, where they start talking about the Empire. And Leia says, I thought the Empire was supposed to be helping us. Uh Um, And then Obi-Wan says, there are some like your dad who are trying to, but it seems like a losing battle these days, which I think is interesting that we're still in kind of that empire propaganda era of like, Hey, the empire is good for you and it's not being run by Sith Lords, Yeah, which is important to remember. I think about this era of star Wars is that, is that the, the Jedi were bad and that the empire was, was rising as a pure good. They hadn't quite got out the planet killing weapon at this point yet,
1: so yeah, the Senate is still functioning. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's still still <clears throat> politicians who think they can play it uh, for you know cooperate and get some good out of it. Yeah, um, but clearly, so get- stormtroopers are just thick as flies everywhere. I I don't know why we need so many on this planet, but this is where Haja sent them. It's like go to Stormtrooper Town and walk down a little desert path. And on the desert path, we get a cloaked figure
0: in the distance. That, uh, I like
1: that, this part a lot.
0: Yeah, it's it's a little like foreshadowy, right? Uh-huh. Is this is this Hayden Christensen's Anakin Skywalker in the distance? Yeah, with the classic
1: Revenge yeah. of the Sith OTS look that we've got there. Yeah, this is a point again. Again, this this whole walking down the road scene, I've been like. Oof! This is not for me. Um, like I, I don't feel like it's played very well. Um, it just feels a lot of it feels forced to me. And then we get like weird um, visions of the devil in the desert, and the devil is Hayden Christensen. <laughs> and awesome. I like it. <laughs> yeah, super awesome. <laughs>
0: the super I meant on that one too. Yeah, because uh, I was like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so we've got that as as we are. Taking a walk down down a road. Uh, and then we're gonna go to the third sister who arrives on the Inquisitor base. Which is footage that was in some of the previews. So Yeah, yeah, there we were a couple of that were
1: that were previously released. Um, I love the long walk into the uh, the Inquisitor base. Um, cool stuff. Oh, it's a it's a buzz with uh, imperial activity, uh, which is which is cool. Very smooth surfaces, very yeah. imperial. Very and they're nice. underwater in the main chamber it seems like yeah Ooh. there's like green out the windows. I think they're under the sea uh, Nice. yeah it's it's like just a huge pyramid in the middle of the ocean yeah good good location for a oh, base if you've you got know the means what that is there. in fallen order. it is that the inquisitor base is on fallen order so I could remember the name of that planet but I don't right now sorry again, if we were better at
0: podcasting. We would do research for you all. But uh, here's where I'm going to say, just do it yourselves. It's out there. (laughs) You can find that information. If the name of the planet is that important to you, it's out there. (laughs) So there you go. (laughs) We do appreciate you being here. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, disclaimer, I woke up at 6 o'clock this morning to watch this episode and record this reaction (laughs) for you people. So if I don't have the name of the Inquisitor planet, I'm
1: sorry. We're doing this early. Last this time early we for... stopped down to find something out, it was, it was a little longer than we expected. Yeah. So we learned and we moved
0: on. Failure, one of the great teachers, as we will, yes. as we well know from Star Wars. So let's... Uh, oh, okay, thank, uh, I just had to check to make sure I'm still recording. Had one of those moments of fear that we had last week. <laughs> We're still good. So uh, we're on this beautiful planet. We're going to have a little more uh, Inquisitor conflict here uh, where not only was the Third Sister beefing with the Grand Inquisitor, she's also beefing pretty hard with the Fifth Brother, Uh who's made his intentions very clear that, hey, I want that Grand Inquisitor position as well. It's got great benefits, good dental, vision... (laughs) 401k. I'm the next Grand Inquisitor. Okay. <laughs> uh, hard things to come by these days, the very hard things to come by. And especially if you've got those razor teeth, there's the dental work on those. Yeah. can
1: Be challenging. A lot of upkeep. you got to find someone in network too, which is hard. Yeah, yeah. Because the Sith, you know, uh, you know, the Empire's care plan. Yeah, it's a really small network. Very, very small network. They, they haven't expanded that
0: the Imperial network. Uh, quite quite to the extent. Again, early days of the Empire. Uh, Reva tells the fifth brother that Vader has asked her to lead the hunt for Kenobi. To which he replies, you spoke to him yourself? Because at this point, too, in, in the timeline, Vader is like a pretty shadowy figure. He's not like known yeah. as being a Sith Lord. And it's like, oh, there's this mysterious dude who's... Basically, the right hand of the emperor that no one really talks about. He doesn't have a rank; we just call him Lord Vader. Yeah, wouldn't be good for PR right now. They're, they're not still... a great, not a great look to have the right hand of the emperor be a former Jedi. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we get a, a little, get a little more insight to kind of where we are generally in the Empire and kind of the status and the standing of, of Vader there. And then Revis, uh, the fifth brother says, I will get what I deserve, third sister, and so will you. To which she replies, I hope so. I certainly hope so. Again, more of this teasing out of what is it that she's really after? Is it just the dental those. and the and the health insurance policies of being Grand Inquisitor? Or is it maybe something a little bit more? We can, what if she we wants Grogu? And who doesn't? <laughs> she wants she wants those coordinates for Grogu, uh, and they and then after they have that little exchange, we got some probe droid, probe droids being sent out, so we get to see that yeah process come, of them being. Blasted. I don't know that I
1: love them being blasted out of the top of the pyramid. Like it puts a lot of emphasis on those droids, um, and also like it's weird to see tech that isn't upgraded at all. I guess we've got protocol droids have been around forever. Droids they update slowly. You know, to the me,
0: universe. it was just
1: it was it was graphically sexual and I didn't like <laughs> it. So uh, we are prudes here in the cargo bay. Famously. Big time mega prudes. <laughs> we don't like uh, anything that resembles. <laughs> we'll stop there.
0: Obi and Leia arrive at the coordinates uh, from Haja and there's no one there. Maybe they're just late. Leia says and uh Obi Wan's like, No, shouldn't have trusted him. No one is coming here. This is all bad. It's bad news. But luckily, and we've got the mole man coming down the road. Uh Freck, as as it uh, turns out, is uh, is gonna be driving down. To which Leia says, He seems friendly. So Leia <laughs> takes the lead on ah. this one despite being told that hey, you don't talk.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, she's I- all over it. What's your, what's your What's your reaction to Mole Man from a uh, creature design perspective? Do you like it when Star Wars just takes earthly things and makes them into humanoids? I
0: didn't. I don't. I have no feelings about the Mole Man, which I think speaks to how I actually feel about the Mole Man. Yeah. It's just like he's just there. He moves the plot forward, and then and then he's we're no done
1: dinosaur head man. I'll tell you that. No,
0: if 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 we had a different bounty hunter. And Mole Man was Dinosaur Bounty Hunter instead. I'd be all over this. I'd be like, remember the Tyrannosaurus (laughs) Rex who drove them to the gate? That dude was sick. Yeah.
1: But Mole Man, a.k.a. Zach Braff, a.k.a. Freck, he's fine. It's funny that the Mole Man is driving, as that's a visual (laughs) task. you would think. But anyway.
0: (laughs) but He's not an actual mole.
1: Uh... He's a space mole, so their vision's (laughs) different from Earth moles. Okay, okay, okay. That's fair. Get it right. I don't have any idea what that nose is up to.
0: Yeah, why don't you do some research on the Mole Men of Mapuzo and see what their vision is like? We can can write up the Wikipedia entry later. (laughs) Mole Men from Mapuzo famously have the best eyesight on in all of the Star Wars galaxy. Okay. Excellent and safe drivers. (laughs) (laughs) So, seems friendly. Uh, So, they take the lead, uh, or they they give the, we're farmers from Tall story. Uh, We were going on a trip, and we got lost in the field. To which I do love this Mole Man reply. That's
1: a weird story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which it is. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's weird that Obi-Wan is just completely incompetent. He is this whole he episode. Just, he's just like, I'm terrified. Starting with Master. He's uh, coming. He's. Just, yeah. <laughs> it's you. You do want to. I do want to see
0: him level up. You know what I mean? Because we were talking last yeah. time about like he's he's. He's like a, a crusty old relic of the force who's, who's out of practice, right? He, this is not the, the negotiator, Obi-Wan Kenobi that we know and love. This is the, the hermit who's been shut off from the force. He makes some slips and some boo-boos on this uh, on this particular journey. So as they're getting their ride to, this, to the nearest port from Zach Braff, the mole man of Malpuso. Uh, they pick up some stormtroopers who were waiting for their transport so danger we're picking that up a little bit uh, they're they're moving us around the stormtroopers say looking for a Jedi you see anyone around here that might look like a Jedi might have a cloak of some kind yeah, a this definite is Jedi weird. look but again stormtroopers uh, so then they start getting into kind of the the questions.
1: They're questioning. How many Obi-Wan. people are just walking around? And I don't understand because we see maybe like two civilians and eighty stormtroopers. You, you definitely do a pat down to anyone you saw out there, right? Uh, you're looking for Jedi. I, I won't get hung up on it. I just I, this is another point where I'm like, what? Why are we doing this? Adam, I love you, but. You're making a terrible mistake trying
0: to understand some of the decisions that are made here. Don't do it. Turn around. Go back. Things things are not going to work out. This yeah. is not going to end the way you think. Um, so, yeah. No. It's it's classic stormtroopers who misfire on every shot they take. Uh huh. All they'd have to do would be to do a pat down and be like, "Is that a lightsaber or is your penis erect?" <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a crash joke, and I apologize. It's early. He would say, it's a lightsaber. I'm the Jedi you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, But they get into this whole story about, like, this was her mother's home planet. She's dead. We came back to visit. Turns out her name was Leia because I just called this little girl Leia, and that was not the name I just gave you. Oops, I'm so sorry. I get confused, and they're like, all right, you get confused. Fine. You're traumatized. Uh It's fine. And then they hop off. And they're none the wiser. Which... Yeah. Okay. The journey continues for, <laughs> for 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 our little transport that Move we've on. got here. Yep. <laughs> um, and then we, we get to the... Oh, I don't want to mention this. Uh, we talk about after they've exited the ship, uh, Leia, it seems like she does a little force read. Because she's, she's getting good at this. Uh, she says... Do you get this sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You knew her, my real mother, didn't you? She asks, Are you my real father?
1: To which she replies, I wish I could say I was, but no. Meaning, I'm not. Obi Wan wishes he would have hooked up with Padme. (laughs) Obviously, the
0: sexual chemistry between him and Padme was like off the charts, and it made way more sense compared to the whiny baby boy that she went with in Anakin. But, you know, whatever. We, We move on. We move on from that. We get Obi talking about his family in yeah. response to this. So we talk about, you know, his mom, his dad, baby brother Juan Kenobi, yeah. who's out there somewhere possibly. Yeah. Which is kind of an interesting little season canon two tidbit. Yeah, yeah. Who knows if, if the.
1: <laughs> Go if find if my bro, Bron.
0: Mon Pa Kenobi are going to show up, and or if, if baby brother
1: Kenobi will be out there at some point. This is. Uh, is the one of the more interesting points of the episode for me, uh, for sure. Um, but before I forget, I really want to point out last episode or, of our podcast, I talked about how I made a deal about how the show is sometimes a little more subtle than Star Wars. And it may have seemed silly because I pointed out those lightsaber marks cut into the wall, which are mm-hmm. very clearly like pointed to like they're not yep. hidden. But I right. was like. That's a little bit better than Star Wars can be. And what I mean is when that Stormtrooper truck or when the, the truck they get on pulls away and or they go, they go to the back and there's the Imperial logo on the back and they mm-hmm. do a long zoom in on the, oh, it's an Imperial truck. That's what I mean. I, I mean that, like, I hate that kind of stuff. And uh, they really they really fixate on there's an Imperial logo on this truck. You know, on this planet, we're always seen as stormtroopers. Anyway, just complain. Sorry.
0: You got to complain if you got to complain. That's what we're here for. Yeah. That's how you feel. We're not telling you to hide your feelings. Share them. We're not Get Jedi. Out. No. We can have feelings. Bury them down we're deep. Allow- we're allowed to have attachments. So our, our journey reaches its next waypoint. As we uh-huh. land at the inspection gate, laser gate, uh-huh. uh, with some more stormtroopies uh, who are, are you know, Freck says it's a standard, standard inspection, but I picked these guys up and I think you might want to check them out because it's weird. Uh, they have them step out of the vehicle and they're going to initiate Protocol 23. Again, Wikipedia uh, Protocol 23 if you want to know what that is, uh, which... I guess might have something to do with the probe droid that enters, because the probe droid comes in, we're going to get a, a scan of Obi's face, and then um. he blasts him! He shoots that probe droid out of the sky, Yeah, he takes out those stormtroopers, he does that sweet over-the-shoulder disarm yeah. <laughs> blast move that we saw in some of the promotional uh, footage that we've got there, and as Leia is being held captive by the last of those stormtroopers, blasts him. We also get a stormtrooper falling and being cut in half by yeah, the that, gate.
1: That was Maybe cool. the most violent stormtrooper death that's, like, visualized,
0: I think, that we also, see.
1: See, it's like, man, that is uh, an interesting way to take your gate. It's that if you accidentally tap it, it's just going to smelt right through <laughs> whatever it is. It's a heck, heck of a thing. But yeah. Listen, boss, I'm happy to serve the
0: Empire, but I'm pretty clumsy. I cannot <laughs> work this gate. I can't be next I... to the... I cannot do this. I've got a tripping problem sometimes, and I could just shear my head
1: right (laughs) off. I love it that maybe the construction crew comes over all the time to use it as a saw.
0: (laughs) 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 Obi-Wan saw that I was like, you know, I could cut that fish ten times as fast (laughs) with this thing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... We, we get that little interaction, and then af- after he's disposed of that initial group of stormtroopers, we've got another transport coming up. Three more stormtroopers and an Imperial officer. He's cornered. He's surrounded. I kind of don't know why he gives up after having just washed those other stormtroopers at, like, yeah. three more. He's suddenly like, okay, fine, I give up. But they get blasted by the Imperial officer. Twist. She's one of the good guys. Uh-huh. Uh, and she is going to take them the rest of the way. So... We've we've got some help that has that has arrived for our heroes here, and then we're gonna go back to the fifth brother, uh, who has already informed Lord Vader of the probe droid that has been shot on Mapuzo by Obi Wan. The third sister says, "You know what? Take all the credit, but in the end, we know who will be by his side." Hmm. Hmm, interesting. Well, okay. Wants to get close to Vader. Interesting. <laughs> uh, our rebel incel tells Obi that she can get him to the port. There's a pilot who can take them out and is going to lead them to a safe house where we meet Ned B. Hi. A loader droid. The strong, silent type. Yep, yep. Strong, strong droid here. Yes. Uh, the, our still nameless Imperial officer tells Obi that there are other safe houses like this one. It's called the path and it all leads to jabeem. I do and he's not He's not the first jedi like,
1: to come through. I do not like this. You don't like, like a lot about this. What's what's going on, AB? <laughs> well, this this episode feels a lot like episode 3 of Boba Fett did to me where I'm like, "Uh-oh." <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, and <laughs> I don't know, like I like Order 66 and some Jedi escaping, but making it like, hey, we have the underground Rail- railroad, but for white people like it's really I don't know. I don't like this at all. I don't like. Yeah, it's the Underground Railroad, but for Jedi, you know, you guys are just everywhere like flies, you know, we gotta, we help all these force sensitive people through and the place we chose to do it is inhabited only by Imperials on an industrial planet. And every time I get someone through, I got to dress up like an Imperial officer and then maybe murder some stormtroopers. Like, I I don't know. I don't like, I don't like this setup. Make it a one-off thing, not a bunch of safe houses. Um, Not a fan of the path. No, no, I'm not. Noted. Uh, what about you? How do you feel? Do you have any kind of reaction to it? Nah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> not to, no, I. It's it certainly doesn't
0: resonate with me. It doesn't necessarily bother me. It all just feels like plot to to move us to the next thing. Yeah, a lot of which this is, episode feels like. Which that. is how this. It's literally how this episode feels. Is like we're literally taking a ride to get from A to B, right? Like we're just moving location and it feels like we're just moving to, to where we're about to get with this episode. Uh, Early spoilers where, where Vader is going to come in and, and have his, his moment of showing what a real inquisitor does. But it it just, it, 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 it does very little for me either way. It's, it's not like I, I dislike it. I'm just like, let's, Let's keep going. I think I think the only interesting kind of like nugget that exists in this is that we get the, the reveal that Quinlan Voss uh-huh. has been here. Uh, yeah. so we've got a Jedi Master, Quinlan Voss, who's got that great arc with Obi Wan where they go to Nahutta when they're doing the the Zero the Hut episode in the Clone Wars. Yeah, been a and long they fight, time since and I they fight Cat Bane. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's got a history with Obi-Wan. And I was looking up a little bit because like Quinlan Voss, I remember the name. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's got that episode. And I don't know how much of his stuff is still canon, but there's a whole like he was Dooku's apprentice for a little bit and was in love with Asajj and came back to the light side because of his love for Asajj. Very wild stuff. I'm not sure if that's legacy, if it's canon, but they had a I think they had like a novel okay. where it was it got into kind of him. Interesting. His character design for Clone Wars was based off of a background character that exists in Phantom Menace, who oh. sees uh, Qui Gon and Obi Wan, or he sees Qui Gon meet Anakin for the first time. So his his entire thing is like he's a Force sensitive who can, like, read the past by touching inanimate objects. Okay. So like like, like, like Cal, yeah. Yeah. This, so he yeah. he's got that he's got that ability, and so he's like a master tracker essentially and he's uh he's like given the special missions that are more like hey you got to go into the underworld and break some rules and do that kind of stuff so that's okay. kind of his his niche in the jedi story so it's interesting that he's
1: still out there i'm not sure if that is going to pay off in yeah any you imagine way or he's f- he's going to show up somewhere at some point or disney's just sprinkling a sprinkle some salt they can you know snuff yeah. later yeah, so it's, it's I mean, it's canon now that
0: he's alive at least, which I think was unconfirmed. So now we know. Hey, Quinlan Voss is out there. Uh, as our other force sensitive people uh, are again still nameless. Imperial officer says there's a lot of good people risking their lives out there, including me. <laughs> um, yeah, but she said Quinlan was uh, Quinlan was here. He helps now and again smuggling younglings. Uh, We've get the the troopers knocking on the safe house for a, a routine check. So our heroes are kind of stowed away in the next room. Ned B doesn't say a word. But he's ready with that hammer because actions speak louder than words. They leave without further investigation
1: because, you know, Ned B doesn't say anything. I would be terrified of uh, Ned B, let me tell you. That 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 stormtrooper is like staring him down. It's like, man, he could crush your windpipe, Mr. Stormtrooper. I thought I was about to... (laughs) I thought I was about to sneeze so hard right Right, just then. Oh, what a look, like, oh, I was like, please keep talking so I can try <laughs> to hide it. I thought you were trying um, to cut me off to be like, I got it. No, no, I was like, keep going, keep going, keep going.
0: I'm about to, I'm about to make a noise.
1: Uh, no, but we're good. Moment has passed. Yeah, so Ned B.
0: hangs tight, holds firm, and was ready to, to hammer some domes. Yeah. So good for you, Ned B. Uh, they have been compromised. We've got to move the timeline up. Uh, Leia asks about learning to shoot from our still nameless Imperial officer, uh, and she says she'll make a good fighter one day. and one gives is a, condensed stuff. Man. Yes, <laughs> I think you might be right <laughs> uh, because she's got the Force and is going to be really good at all this stuff. Because a lot of this seems like he is sensing her Force ability too. Yeah, and and knowing what that means for her, especially now. And, and going forward, because we know that Leia is not going to, to do the the Jedi training path uh, that her brother does, but she will eventually get there, uh, just a little later in life, which is yeah. nice. Um, we finally get our Imperial officer's name as she introduces herself as Tala um, to Obi Wan, and he says, No, 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 just Ben. Uh, They prepare to enter a tunnel. Obi-Wan has a panic attack. It's a flashback to when they were walking earlier and he saw Hayden Christensen standing in the desert. What's going on? Darth Vader's here! Menacing shots as Vader walks the streets of Mapuso. (laughs) It seems like Vader has sensed something. He force grabs a bystander and then snaps someone else's neck. (laughs) <laughs> Seems like maybe like trying to draw Obi-Wan out to be uh-huh. the protector, but Obi-Wan's like, I ain't no. saving nobody. <laughs> no, no, Obi-Wan's scared. I'm not ready for this. Uh, so he tells Tala to take Leia to Alderaan. He'll try to buy them time um, to get out. For a
1: second, I'm thinking, oh, cool. This is going, to like, yeah, let's get rid of Leia for the rest of the show. Let's be done with this mission and go who knows where. Um, I was You're excited a little, for a second. Your hatred for children continues. <laughs> Well again, I don't hate children. Do do I enjoy watching it, children act in this episode? Not much. Um, <laughs> I'll say that. I think th- I think she's doing a great job again. If it feels like Leah, um, I don't have a problem with the actor or the choice to have her in the show. But I was thinking we'd be better off if we we send her off to Alderaan and let Obi-Wan be on his own for a while. So I want to see some actions in less words
0: i don't even mind if it's not action but it's more like adults dealing with adult yeah. problems but again star wars is for children so yeah. i get it and they want to appeal to as broad of an audience with the most popular character who's had the biggest disney plus premiere in their history so you know what do i know yeah. <laughs> that's that's my selfish want yeah for the series they know what they want, which is Disney dollars. Um, what I want is maybe a little bit different than that. Yeah. Uh, but he he tells them take you know take take Leia away. He tells Tala, whose name we know now He says Tala, uh, take her to Alderaan. I'll try to buy you time so you can get out. Obi Wan takes off into the dark night of Mapuso. <laughs> He's wandering around the volume that's poorly lit. And then we get Vader's lightsaber igniting that beautiful red
1: glow, and Obi draws out his saber and I and runs away! <laughs> I disagree. I don't think this is on the volume. I think this is all, you know, actually on just a big whatever this mining factory is um, or this, like, processing factory is. I think this is a real... We get some, like, far away shots where they're clearly mm-hmm. using force effects out, out here. I think this is a real place. Um, could you think wrong. it's location shooting in Mapusa? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I think so uh so, yeah, at least yeah, for we, this part of it but yeah yeah obi-wan runs away and it is it's pretty comical looking run away <laughs> or it's he runs away and then vader says
0: you cannot run obi-wan and <laughs> Wan's like yes i can <laughs> 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 your um, robo
1: legs aren't too fast mr vader yeah does not so use so we, force
0: speed <laughs> nope doesn't doesn't need it doesn't force jump doesn't do anything you cannot run, Obi Wan. Just as he's saying that, boom! We get the blue lightsaber igniting. Yeah, that's that's the, in it's, fear. It's happened, yeah.
1: It's, Which I like he's that to Um I like yeah. that we finally get it, and it is just out of terror. Yeah, <laughs> he's like,
0: "I will, <laughs> I will fight you with this." Uh, Vader emerges from the dark. We see his LEDs approaching in the night. Uh-huh. Obi Wan says, "What have you become?" I am what you made me. And then Obi-Wan runs away again! <laughs> uh, Reva approaches the safe house. So we see that other location, our new story B, uh, happening. Uh, and Leia tells Tala that she has to, She says, Tala, you gotta go help Obi-Wan. I can make it on my own.
1: Yeah. I'm <laughs> 10.
0: I'm 10 years old. But screw that you. That Jedi Knight needs some help. <laughs> <laughs> Jedi Master Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi needs help. And she's actually right, because he's totally washed right now. Yep. But, but is uh, spoiler, ultimately her decision is going to prove to be poor, I would say. Uh, Obi continues walking in the dart. Vader's saber ignites, and Obi, boom, he's right there for a parry. He says, the years have made you weak. They, they engage in a little bit of saber combat. Nothing... Uh-huh. Nothing too fancy, nothing too special. Mostly like life-saving maneuvers. Yeah, it Don't feels shot me like in half old kind of
1: old-school
0: lightsaber fighting too. It's they very feel heavy. Much, you know. It feels very heavy indeed. Yeah. Reva finds the tunnel that Tala and Leia were escaping through. So that's again story B that's going on there. Vader says, "You should have killed me when you had the chance." And he's like, "I cut off your arm and your legs, and I left you burning on the shores of Mustafar." I thought I did. Turns out, he didn't. Uh, Obi, so after we get that little little bit of fighting, Obi runs away again! Um, Vader catches him. He force-chokes him in the air. Obi-Wan drops his lightsaber. Vader then kind of spills a substance on the ground and ignites it into a, a flaming fire that brings us back in our minds to the... The shores of Mustafar and he Here says, Now you
1: will suffer Obi-Wan. Here's here's again, they totally lose me when he throws out the fire. I'm like, this is really stupid. And then he smashes his face into the fire and I'm like, oh <laughs> <laughs> I like <laughs> it. Oh. <laughs> So you like the fire, see? You came around on it. Yeah, didn't like the fire, then I like the fire. I also wondered, what? is this how we're gonna age up Obi-Wan? Are they about to are they gonna pull a Palpatine in this moment? And he comes out looking like, how his, like He's Guinness. traumatized and his hair is just <laughs> yeah, white.
0: Yeah. That'd be so sick if they made that choice. <laughs> I don't think they will, but if they did, I would respect it. So he he drags Obi-Wan through the fire. He says your pain has just begun. Kinda of feels like he's just He's just torturing him, and that's what uh-huh. he wants to do. He doesn't want to kill him. He wants to 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 make him feel which some fair. pain because, yeah. yeah it's, I mean <laughs> it's 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 Obi Wan's fault that he he you know he lost his wife, the kids that he doesn't know about, uh-huh. that he's evil now, <laughs> uh, that he's got to live in a tank most of the time. This throne to to is too small. He's just got a nine to five of like hunting Jedi down and stuff, you know, and his benefits aren't even as good as the Grand Inquisitors. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. They say you don't have dental and vision no, you've got a back to tank, so you're fine. So he's toying. He's toying with him. The fire is put out. Bring him to me. A lone stormtrooper approaches and is blasted by Tala. She shoots him down and then she reignites the fire uh-huh. and then. In what I, I have said is one of the great closed captioning performances in the history of mankind. We get some real bangers oh that are going to do some I heavy lifting. This, so oh, I'm a closed caption man. I like uh-huh. reading just because I'm getting older and it helps me. So some of the great ADR lines that are like, hey, why aren't we just going around or through the fire? You get lines like, I can't see a thing. Advance. I, I can't get through. I can't see anything. There's no way around.
1: <laughs> All lines. Which also was funny when Obi-Wan shot that laser gate earlier, when there was clearly a way just, just to step around the laser gate. you Just go behind it. That's fine. He didn't want anyone else to get chopped in half.
0: That's so true. they saw he was doing a service. Yeah. Uh, as, as the stormtroopers and Vader stand... There, that this impenetrable fire is between them. Ned B. comes in and saves Obi-Wan. Snatches him out. Uh, Tala tells Ned B. to ready the transport, because we got to go to Jabim. We'll see you in part four, Jabeam. Uh-huh. And at the very end of the episode, we've got Reva greeting Leia at the end of the tunnel. Pilot on the ground. I'll take you from here. End of episode. There we go. There it is. That's part three. Sorry, end of part three. Wow,
1: what a what Overall, a trip. So sounds like a little up and down for you. Throughout. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would say this definitely makes me less optimistic about about the show in general. There's some there's some content in here that I think is stinky. I think it's not very very good. I think, like most things, Star Wars, I, I could cut out ten minutes and make it better. I think, you know. Um, but what what about you? I'm uh, largely the same, and it, it it doesn't hold. I, it doesn't
0: hold up to part one for me. Yeah, which I think is not unlike the well, part two. I think was probably my favorite book, of Boba Fett episode. Uh, but I, I like the the part one and two that we had. Yeah. But part one in particular, because it is a slow burn setup, I'm I'm of the the age now where I'm like, just let me rest in some character beats and some moments of like trauma and pain for these characters. Yeah. And then Disney's like, This is Star Wars idiot. We gotta move some stuff. We gotta <laughs> have some action. I'm like, fine, I get it. But it is those small beats that I really enjoy that are more, like, character-driven as opposed to, like, plot-driven. Yeah. Because the plot feels very heavy in some of these points where it's like, okay, now we're on the ship. Now there's stormtroopers on the ship. Now we're at a gate. and Now there's more stormtroopers at the gate. And now we're with more stormtroopers. And now we're going to the safe house. And now we're going, like, it just felt like, okay, we're, we're plotting along. We're, we're getting there. We're moving the story forward. But none of that is is as engaging to me as moments when Obi-Wan's like talking about the glimpses that he has of his family, you know, things that he can remember, the things where it's like he's still trying to reach out to Qui-Gon, he's still trying to figure out kind of where he is in the Force as he's, pardon the reference, the Force is being awoken in him again, you know what I mean, as he's sort of reconnecting to everything. I think that is much more interesting to me than kind of the plot of oh we've got to save.
1: I mean Leia, I don't even which know that you can fun. call it plot here because it's just point A to point B. You know it is just like a continuation of the chase. Um, I w- I was I will say really excited about the thought of like oh we'll get we can get Lay off the board and get her
0: safe like he did the job and yeah she got safe but no we're gonna continue her danger it's like we and i know part of the the kenobi like the great rewrite that happened was i i feel like it was so similar initially to what mandalorian was doing yeah. which is you know the the father and the son the innocente yeah. sort of protector plot line and we still largely are getting that story it's it's marginally different because it's it's Obi-Wan and he's a Jedi, but they do feel uh, very much the same in that we've got the Empire hunting a child, you know what I mean, at this point. Even if, if Kenobi's the main figure, the child is the bait in this case, so it's like, the importance in Mandalorian is not the Mandalorian, it's not the protector, it's what he's protecting. In this one, it's the person who's doing the protecting that's of more interest to the Empire. Doesn't feel different enough to me because... The child is the one who's still in danger in this. Yeah. And we keep her we purposefully keep her in danger at the end of the episode by putting her with Reva. Now, maybe that twist, maybe we get a little bit of a turn with Reva. I don't yeah. know, because it, it seems like something's gonna happen with her. It yeah. seems like she she's got the the big twist in the series coming up. For out. sure, yeah. Because yeah. It, it the more I've listened to other people talk about it, and the more thinking about the opening of part one, it seems like she was probably one of those Oh, there's those no kids. way. I mean, the,
1: the show opens with her face. Like, the yeah, camera comes her. out of the city onto her face. Yeah. So yeah there's no, no it's, way it's It's not. her. Yeah, so it's her, and it's it's figuring out her motives. Does she want motives. revenge? Does she want right. to rescue somebody? Is she basically deep undercover? Is she, you right. know, Do- like... Like, does she want to take that shot at Anakin because she
0: saw some stuff on Order 66 that was like, oh, Anakin Skywalker, our for- former teacher, came in and just started chopping up eight-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to get out of there. And it's like, is it her taking her chance to get close to Vader so she can have revenge at him? Yeah. That's I think that's a definitely a theory that, that could be floated if we're doing theory corner, you know, if we're... We're floating potential ideas. Yeah. Is it is it something that, that maybe she is like a highly placed kind of, you know, another person in the network who's out there risking her lives to help people? You know, we did see her just chop off an innocent person's hand and throw a knife at someone's face. So, like, I'm not sure how, like,
1: good she is at this point. But it feels like she has another... A big kind of her motives twist might up. align with Obi Wan's at some point. I guess is where I'll put it. Regardless of yeah. whether she's good or not, I right. I foresee that's going to be a, a thing. I don't think they're going to fight to the death. I think they're going to, you know, be in concert <laughs> at yeah. some point somehow. I mean, she she's and this has been pointed
0: out too. She's one of the few people who knows that Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader. Yeah, which is n- no small thing at this point because that's not like. It's not being broadcast, you know, on the news or anything. Former Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker now dressed in black parading as Darth Vader. So that's she's got
1: she's got a pretty big bit of of knowledge that a lot of people don't have. Yeah, and here in 10 years nobody's going to know what the heck a Jedi is or was, but currently they're scrambling everywhere. <laughs> we got oh, hey. got to get these force sensitive children out. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you gotta smush them like bugs. Yeah, they're they're
1: running wild. They're all over the place. I I, I took I took a few notes last night, uh, of BC to see if I, I had anything that was worth mentioning. Um uh I like that how bad Ewan McGregor thinks bad acting is. Like Obi-Wan is a terrible actor. <laughs> I feel like this is a method to boost, you know, an actor's acting skill is when you play a bad actor, you play him real bad. <laughs> Here's my uh, direction. You're acting, you know? You're you're acting and, and you're
0: not good at it. And Obi-Wan's not an actor. It's like part of my problem confident? With, Yeah, part of my problem with this and, and I think You mentioned it earlier as we were talking, it's like he's he's so incompetent that it doesn't track to even like the last episode where I felt we were getting like Attack of the Clones, Detective Obi-Wan going on where it's like, no, the dude still can like drop into that. We just saw him do it. No, I'm not sure if it's... And it may be thrown off because at that point he didn't have the bomb dropped on him that anakin is still alive and that seemed to have completely turned his world upside down at the end of that episode where he's like oh for 10 years i thought that dude was dead yeah and he's alive so maybe that has something to do with him like knocking him off of his mojo it just isn't clear that that's what's going on i mean i mean we we do open the episode with sort of like you know he's coming there's the the fear that's that's kind of you feel kind of seeping into him but it just doesn't it, i and i don't know how much i'm trying to square this with what we know of of like obi-wan in the past of being like jedi master baller amazing can handle any situation can jump into any bit of danger and just ready to go where now it's like we're dropping him 10 years later and he's like I got to just run away and people are going to die because I can't do anything. Yeah. It feels like we have to, by the end of the series, evolve him back up to yeah a Jedi. Who's going to not just ignite I... his lightsaber in fear, but it's going to be like, I'll, I'll ignite this and I'm going to take you on confidently. I... None of that's there, but it felt like there was some there in episode two. So the continuity to episode three, where he's just like, I slipped on the name, away. And, yeah, and I'm just gonna run away in these instances. It, some of those, some of those
1: beats just felt a little jarring. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a bummer though, too, because I feel like now I see that's the only place we're going. It's from bad at lightsaber fighting to good at lightsaber fighting, Vader. Where for a second, when they're meeting in this episode, I'm like, oh, what if this is the end of the Vader stuff? This is the end of the Leia stuff. Who knows where we're going? The sky's wide open. And and instead I come away at the end being like, Okay, we're prepping for a lightsaber fight number two. Like that's that's definitely where the climax is is and is going. Um, we're gonna get lightsaber fight number two. He's gonna have his meeting with Qui-Gon.
0: I'm predicting part five, penultimate episode. Qui-Gon's gonna help him rediscover something, level back up, get ready to fight in in the finale.
1: Yeah yeah i uh some 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 other of my notes here i think one of my biggest disappointments with disney star wars uh can be and i guess just tv in general like all television right now i hate how clean costumes are i hate that they're never distressed it's like everyone just bought their clothes no matter their social circumstances Nobody's got dirt on their clothes. I guess it's hard to photograph in the volume or like, I I don't know. What about those stormtroopers? Yeah, the stormtroopers. Well, we got some scene painting on the stormtrooper armor. Mm -hmm. They're a little dusty, but yeah, Yeah. I guess that's true. But yeah, everybody's just looking sharp and like their clothes just came out of the the press. Um, And then... um, uh, I don't know. I, I guess my big thing is just like here we have what I feel like is a filler episode and where we have so little episodes to have. And um uh yeah, I it, want it,
0: it, it doesn't seem like a, a great use of the time, the limited time that we have with this where, uh, you know, not to harp too much on on the mole man's journey that exists in this episode, but. Do we really need like two stops with troopers and two investigations with troopers? Like cut some of that out. Yeah. Just get to the gate and do it at the gate. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like have the mole man ask some questions of them that they have to answer. Because, I mean, he has a few questions, but like they get interrogated more when he picks up some stormtroopers. And so we get some more kind of expositiony details there. But it's like just have the mole man do it. Because when he gets to the gate, he's gonna be like, "Yeah, there's some some suspicious people that I picked up whose story isn't quite adding up. We're here with Stormtroopers, like let's just move some of that along. I think that goes to kind of the editing point a little bit that you were making, but also probably the writing, too, yeah, where it's like let's 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 consolidate some of this if the point is just to go from
1: here to there. I, I got to shout out um, Normies Like Us, the podcast. Um, I was listening to their episode, great episode, on on the opening of Obi-Wan here. And uh, something I did not agree with, it's one of the hosts, <coughs> Jacob, was saying, man, they really should have just made this a movie. I, I don't like that it's TV. They should. I'd just rather have a bigger production budget, budget condensed. And I was thinking, no, I want as many hours as of Obi-Wan as I can get. Like, I want... I want you to stretch it out. And then, you know, watching this episode, I was like, nah, you know, maybe I don't know. This is where I'm feeling it. It really feels like TV and tonally. It feels like Blue's Clues is getting smashed into like Pulp Fiction. You know, like it's it's kind of jarring. Um, so, the, yeah, I didn't the, hate the episode. Let me make that clear. No, uh, I immediately watched it again the moment it was over. Um, and yeah. still all those moments I love. I'm like, ooh, it's a Anakin. Ooh. Yeah, but. Yeah, it doesn't land 100% for me.
0: And it, it definitely wasn't like... I wasn't writing the same high as I was writing last Friday whenever the, the first two were released. Where I was like, yeah. it's amazing. Um, now I'm like, it's
1: still good.
0: But I've got some notes. <laughs> uh, but I, I will say that I think I agree with the the movie point. Like, there there is something about the TV shows that the production design... It's, it's all top of the line, right? That everything they're doing... They're clearly spending a lot of money. However, if you look at something like Rogue One, right, a more recent Star Wars movie, where they're like, "Yeah, sure, we'll spend money on movies." Uh, before Solo come in, they're like, "Nah, we're not gonna spend money on movies anymore." Uh, this this is one that I do feel like give us give us a movie at some point where we can just have big sets, big budget, the The fidelity, the lighting, everything looks top notch because it feels like when you're doing six parts, six episodes, whatever, uh, that, that there's a, it's almost like a a squeeze that's put on the time in the production where it's like, we have to get to the next one. Like we only have X amount of time with this. If it's a big budget movie, we're telling a
1: two hour story and we've got, I don't know what Three months, six we can months adjust to shoot on it. the fly, which we're going to spend more time on or not. This. Yeah. So it's
0: and it's a general note for me where it's like I love that we're getting Star Wars stuff. I'm not I'm not yeah, going to yeah, complain yeah. that we're getting Star Wars TV shows. There is a part of me that does miss the visual look of Star Wars movies, right? Because we do have a direct comparison that we can draw between the look of these worlds, where it's like oh yeah, there is something about those movies that looks and feels. Different, bigger, you know, in general. And and I again you I don't know how much of this was shot in the volume, but I, I am starting to have like volume fatigue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, we get that you have this amazing piece of technology, we know that it works, but now I'm grow I'm growing accustomed to being like, That's in the volume. Because you can't you can only go so far, right? You can only set up shots in so many ways in, in the volume. So I think that's like when, just kind of when a Vader fatigue. is walking
1: into the town and yes. he's got these big boots on and you're like, that dirt is on it. That is a thin layer of dirt on top of a hard surface. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, and it's like if you're on location, you maybe you don't have that problem. And I mean, we did. We got out in the, the Los Angeles desert. Um, yeah, I do think yeah. they were at that facility. We got some stuff out there. But what the like, volume you know, does really well is... Um, is like present things in the distance, right? Like yes. when we've got the bar and you can see the whole town moving and there's lots of extras in the show, which I like. But something Joe mentioned on Normies Like Us is, is like, the reason why Star Wars looks like a theme park now is because they want you to feel like you're in Star Wars when you go to the theme park, when you go to Disneyland. It's like, yeah, all the walls are clean. Like it, there's just a, a certain there's not a density of production design that there used to be where it's like our used future just has everything crammed in here. This is much yeah. more like three scene pieces on top of the background, you know, like which I think to, to the point of television
0: and, and even the writing of it, maybe the reason we have a lot of Zach Braff's mole man transport is because we can just stick that transport thing in the volume and move our story forward and not have to go anywhere, not have to do anything. We don't have to, we don't have to go to the California desert to shoot them sitting in the truck with the background being shot because we've already got the footage and we can just beam that in to the volume and we can have, you know, a third of the episode take place for, I don't know, 10, $12 (laughs) and in set costs to, you know, to handle that. So, hey, we'll write it in one location. It's the back of this transport ship and we can move the plot forward and then we'll cut to the desert when we need our, our exteriors when they're out of this thing. So just thinking about that's like that. That's the kind of stuff to me. It's like, oh, that's a
1: that's a production constraint that they have. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're I think you're right. Um, So, yeah, uh, I mean, you summarize it pretty well, not right in the high that I was, but Still enjoyed myself. Um, still looking forward to more of this show. Obviously, uh, I mean, I, I'm very much excited about the fact that it, at the
0: very least, Obi Wan isn't with Leia. Yeah, for the moment, that, to yeah. see what that yields because that's that's going to be a whole other can of worms that we're going to have to deal with. So you know, she'll be she'll be palling around with Reva. It seems like in the next episode, and Obi Wan's going to Jabim, the end of the path. You know, you maybe your, your, she turns into papers. little
1: dark jedi and then just gets her memory erased at the end of at the end of the series that's a real rise of skywalker swing that i can get behind <laughs> <laughs> well well bc i guess you know i guess that's about it i don't have anything else else here um you know that's it that's all i got
0: that's the end that's the end of the episode goodbye everybody
1: hey check us out on all the social media (laughs) check us out on the platforms we're very glad to have you here in the cargo bay unless you're a racist get the hell out Um, goodbye goodbye adios Um. to you but yeah yeah thanks again for joining us we'll be back later this week with some hobby talk about star wars tops trading cards other Star Wars business, and then we'll be back day of when the next episode drops for another Obi-Wan episode. Is that right, PC, or might we be a little off schedule next week? I So I will be uh, on vacation at the beach, but I am more than happy
0: to to bring my uh, at least a portion of my equipment with me so we can <laughs> record, uh, record a reaction on Wednesday. Nice. But I will be on location from my beach house. Uh,
1: beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty rad. Well, I uh, hope you have a lovely vacation out there, BC. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us in the cargo bay. Um, we'll catch you next time. Oh, bye bye, bye y'all.